Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Shy Hills in the greater Accra region of Ghana. This is the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family. Now, Jesus Christ, the great shepherd himself, is our shepherd. We belong to his fold. This is his church, and he is the one who is in charge. Hallelujah. It is our firm belief that as we lift up and exalt the name of Jesus, souls are going to be won. Lives are going to be restored, needs are going to be met, and problems are going to be solved. And if you're happy to be affiliated to this family, why don't you clap your hands again and give him praise. And I believe that God is going to bless us in a very powerful way today. Amen. Genesis chapter 17, we want to read from verse 1 to 8. From the New Living Translation of the Bible, Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17, reading from verse 1 to 8. It says, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. A blameless life means a life of integrity, a life of honesty, a life of sincerity. May God empower us to serve him faithfully and to live blameless lives. Can I hear your louder amen? I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell down on the face, on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Abram means exalted father or high father. Instead, you'll be called Abraham, which means father of multitudes. 
for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. May God cause to come out of your loins great men and women. May great people be birthed by you. Out of you may highly respectable and honorable people come forth. May your generation not be made up of thieves and armed robbers and, and 419 tricksters and, and, and fraudsters and what have you. But may honorable men and women proceed out of your life. I receive it. If you believe this prophetic word, shout, I receive it three times. I receive it. Two. I receive it. Three. I receive it. It will happen practically in your life. He says, I will confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever and I will be their God. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Bow down your heads, please, and let us pray. Father, we know that you have a message for us this morning. It's a message of life, a message of hope, a message of confidence, a message of encouragement. I pray in the name of Jesus, let there be a free flow of your word unto your people today. I pray that your Holy Spirit will brood over us and may he help us to receive and assimilate your word such that your word will change our lives and transform us tremendously. I ask, oh God, that you will anoint my lips today and use me in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, may everyone under the sound of my voice see your glory. Yes, Lord. Receive a touch from you. Yes, Lord. Experience you in a real life transforming way. Yes. And may we never be the same again. In Jesus' mighty name. And the people of God shall say, Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Now, all through the Bible, God has revealed himself in diverse ways. And also by different names. Now, the purpose of this is to help us to know God well. And to relate with him properly. Because when you know your God, the Bible says that the people that do know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. May your life be made up of great exploits. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can see that when you know God and when you have a deep and a close fellowship or relationship with him, there are so many benefits that you begin to enjoy. Hallelujah. 
I want you to understand that the God you serve is full of benefits. He's full of good things. And he's made it expressly clear in his word. In Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, that the plans that he has for us are not plans of evil, but of peace to bring us to the expected end. What is that end? It is an end of blessing. It's an end of fulfillment. It's an end of accomplishment. May you end well in this life. Amen. I said, may you end well in this life. I receive it. Don't be overly concerned about how things are currently in your life. Believe that the better days are yet to come. The Bible says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. The struggles of today will be history in a few weeks to come in Jesus your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So keep your focus on Jesus. Keep your eyes on him. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And because God is pleased by your faith, he's going to reward you tremendously in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. As a new church and as a new ministry, I believe that God has a very important message for us today. And it's a message that I believe will help us to do our best for the Lord and to believe that great things await us as we persist and persevere in this assignment that he's called us onto. And today, I want to share with you a very powerful revelation concerning one of the names of God. The title of my sermon today is The All-Sufficient God. The All-Sufficient God. The All-Sufficient God. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, Abraham, from the scripture that I read to you, was 99 years old when he received a very powerful revelation of God. It was 13 years after the birth of Ishmael, the son that he had through that ill-fated marriage with Hagar, a marriage that was orchestrated by his own wife, Sarah. 13 years. Now, how do I know? It's, it's not a mystery. It's right there in the Bible. Look at Genesis chapter 16, verse 16. Genesis 16, verse 16. Very soon you will have a proper roof over your head. Amen. And the sun will not smite you anymore. Amen. God is taking us places. Oh, yeah. do you believe it? Yeah. Believe it. Believe it. And watch this space carefully. Nothing can stop what God is going to do with us. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What does it say in Genesis 16, 16? It says Abraham was 86 years old. How old was he? 86. When Ishmael was born. Now jump to the next chapter in the first verse. When Abraham was 99 years old. So here he was 99. And the last verse in Genesis chapter 16 was to tell us that he was 86 years old when he gave birth to Ishmael. And so if you subtract 86 from 99, how many years do you get? 
13 years. Now, between Genesis chapter 16, verse 16, and Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, you realize that we don't hear anything about God revealing himself to Abraham. And so it appears that for 13 years, God was silent. 13 years. Because I suppose, I suppose that if anything significant had occurred in these 13 years, the Bible would have recorded it. Does it make sense to you? But for 13 years, there were no more revelations. If you look at the earlier part of Abraham's life, you will see that there were a series of different revelations that he received. But from the time that he gave birth to Ishmael, 13 years, there was no revelation. I don't know why, but I suspect that God wasn't happy about the fact that he, Abraham, and his wife had tried to force God's hand to give them a child. They thought that God needed help. May I inform you today that what God says he's going to do in your life, he doesn't need your help to bring it to pass. So don't try to do anything that will complicate the situation. And this arrangement that Sarah came up with involving Hagar was something that could have aborted the plan of God for their lives. But thank God that he is a merciful God. And thank God that he's a faithful God. And thank God that he's a covenant-keeping God. And he's a God who never changes. Even when we are faithless, he remains faithful. May everything that God has said concerning you come to pass practically in your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If your amen is significant, your blessing will be extreme. Amen. Hallelujah. So after 13 years, God shows up again and he says to him, Abraham, you messed up. You made the wrong move, but I won't change because of that. And I've come to announce to you that the covenant that I made with you is still on track. I haven't changed my mind about you at all. And to assure you that my plans are still intact where you are concerned, I am coming to introduce myself to you by a name that you've never known before. He says that from today, call me El Shaddai. Everybody say El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Say it one more time. El Shaddai. Say it for the third time. El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Hallelujah. Amen. El Shaddai, which means God Almighty. Now, El Shaddai is a Hebrew name. El means the strong one. The strong one. And then Shaddai means the breasted one. Ah, why don't I see here? Is it a problem? It is what the Bible is saying that I'm saying to you. L means what? The strong one. And then Shaddai means the breasted one. It means what? The breasted one. So when you put the two names together, El Shaddai, 
it means the strong-breasted one. Hallelujah. Clap your name for the Lord. His name is wonderful. The strong-breasted one, which means God Almighty. And by this name, God also revealed himself to Jacob and Isaac. Isaac was the son of Abraham. He received this revelation of God as El Shaddai. And Jacob was the son of Isaac, the grandchild of Abraham. And he also received this revelation. Look at Exodus chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. Have you been blessed so far? Yes. I'm talking to you about the all-sufficient God. Exodus chapter 6, verse 2 to 3. And God spake unto Moses. I think in James. What is James? And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of what? God Almighty. Which is also what? El Shaddai. So you see here. That God revealed to Moses that when I appeared to Abraham, when I, appre- I appeared, I beg your pardon, to Isaac, and when I appeared to Jacob, I revealed myself to them as El Shaddai, the strong breasted one, the God Almighty. And it continues, but by my name Jehovah was I not known to them. So God, in his relationship and in his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob, revealed himself to them as El Shaddai, God Almighty, the strong-breasted one. And you discover that the name God Almighty, you will find it 218 times in the Bible. So that's a nice piece of information to have. You see that name 218 times in the Bible. El Shaddai, the strong-breasted one. You know, the word breast (laughs) used by God to describe himself in this revelation to Abraham. It's also a revelation in itself about who God is and about who he wants to be in our lives if only we will allow him. That word, breast. Now, when you hear breast, what comes to mind? Milk! And I hope nobody was going to say pillow. Please. Or comforter. It's, it's not like that. If you are looking for a pillow, just go to the back there. There are people who sell things like that. It's not a pillow at all. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. You said when you hear the word breast, what comes to mind again? Milk. Milk. Breast milk. And you must know by now that breast milk is everything to the baby. And if you go and give birth at a good place, they will tell you 
that you must try and do exclusive breastfeeding for at least six months. If you give birth in a trotter, there will be nobody there to tell you that, please. Or if you give back at the future hall somewhere, there will nobody there. But if you give birth in a hospital, you have the correct midwife, they will tell you and advise you that for at least six months, don't give anything else to the baby except the milk. Only breast milk. Exclusive. Why? Because in that breast milk is everything. Everything that the baby needs. You don't need to give the child water. You don't need to give the child... Why would you give the child bamboo? You don't have to give the child cocoa. You don't have to give the child serilac. No impotompoto. Nothing. And there are some people who do this for even a year. A year and a half. Not exclusive. Okay, okay. If you say it's not exclusive. There are some husbands who are quarreling with their children. Because because of them, they are, they are not having access to what is rightfully theirs. The other time I saw a picture of... And I, I hear, ah, somebody's child. Somebody who is here. His child. I was informed that she'll be holding bread in one hand. She'll bite the bread and then suck the milk on top. This is a sophisticated child. Millennial baby. Hey! It's a very wonderful thing. So the breast milk has everything the child needs. And when I say everything, everything. It has the vitamins. It has the nutrients. It has the hormones. It has protein. It has water. Everything. You don't need to give even a drop of water to that child. It's a balanced diet. And so that breast milk is sufficient. It is all sufficient for the child. And so when God describes himself as El Shaddai, the strong breasted one, what he's saying to you and to me is that I am the all sufficient God. Hallelujah. Sufficient means adequate. Sufficient means enough. So when God says that I am El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, he's saying that I am adequate for you. That everything that you need, everything that you want, you can find in me. When he says, I am El Shaddai, the strong-breasted one, God Almighty, the all-sufficient God, what he's saying to us, ladies and gentlemen, is that I am more than enough for you. And this is a powerful revelation of the God that we serve. A revelation that God wants all of us to grasp and to understand and to run with. Because if we can understand this as a church, if we can understand this as individuals, 
we will receive great blessings and benefits in our lives that will blow our minds forever. Look at Psalm 16, verse 5 to 6. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Adonai, hate to hate, you're still the same. By the power of your name, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Psalm 16, verse 5 to 6, it says, The Lord is the portion of my inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are falling unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Same verse, good news translation of the Bible. What does it say? You, Lord, are all I have. And you give me all I need. My future is in your hands. How wonderful are your gifts to me. How good they are. Hallelujah. Psalm 73 verse 25 to 26. New Living Translation. Psalm 73 verse 25 to 26. Whom have I in heaven but you? Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak. But God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Now, all these psalmists, the two psalmists who wrote these psalms, are explaining something to us. That God is everything to them. He said, God is my inheritance. And God is my portion. And he says that God gives him all that I need. In other words, God is everything that I need. God is everything that I need. Hallelujah. There's a song. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all I need. Oh. He satisfies my needs supply. Jesus is all I need. He's all that I need. It's what the psalmist is saying here. And because he's my portion and he's my cup, he says that my lot is secure. That means that my future is secure. It means that my tomorrow will work out just fine. That everything is going to go well for me. May God reveal himself to you as your great inheritance. Amen. 
Because God is your portion, I declare to you today that your life will pan out very well. Whatever is not working currently, God is going to arrest that situation. And things are going to turn out just fine for you. Tell your neighbor, Bibiara Beye fine. Say it again, Bibiara Beye fine. The all-sufficient God. Hallelujah. Now, the all-sufficient God manifests himself in our lives in six ways. Six ways. So, I want to run through six manifestations of the all-sufficient God. Number one, the all-sufficient God, El Shaddai, manifests himself as the strong nourisher. The strong nourisher. What does it mean to nourish? To nourish means to supply with whatever is necessary for life, for health, and for growth. So when we say that you are well nourished, it means that you have been supplied with everything that you need for your life. Everything that will ensure good health. Everything that will cause you to grow well. Hallelujah. So the all-sufficient God, one of the ways he manifests himself is as the strong nourisher. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 and 3, King James Version. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. It says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power, notice, have given unto us some things. You are not minding me. According as his divine power had given unto us a few things. No. Some things. No. What does it say? Had given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that had called us to glory and virtue. Now this is a very exciting scripture in the Bible. And God's word is revealing to you and I that the God you've committed your life to, El Shaddai, the all You make me lie down in green pastures. You make me wanting for nothing. 
has already provided good health he has already provided what else do you need long life he has already provided what else do you need eh? children's the plural of child is children it's not child's and it's not children's if you need a child, he has already provided. Amen. Husband, he has already provided. Amen. Can I have an amen from somebody? Amen. Because he is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, the one who is more than enough. He manifests himself as the strong nourisher. And in the scripture that we read in 2 Peter, he's explaining to us that through his divine power and through our knowledge of Jesus Christ, God has already nourished us with everything that we need for life, that we need for health, that we need for growth. May God begin to manifest in your life everything that you desire and everything that you need from the Lord. Amen. Through your revelation of God as El Shaddai, may whatever you haven't yet encountered in your life, may you begin to encounter that thing. Amen. Whatever blessing has delayed in your life, through this revelation of El Shaddai, may that blessing be revealed in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. The all-sufficient God. Number two. The second manifestation of the all-sufficient God is as a strength giver. As a strength giver. First Chronicles 29 verse 10 to 12. El Shaddai is a strength giver. He gives a lot of strength. If that is what you need in your life, then know that as you relate with El Shaddai, you receive every strength that you need. Amen. Now, when we talk about strength, it has to do with power. It has to do with might. It has to do with courage. It has to do with durability. You become durable. It has to do with resilience. That means the ability to be able to go on without giving up, without quitting. That's what it means to have strength. It means tenacity. You don't retreat. You don't surrender. So the idea see when you swear, you press on with that thing until you achieve your objective. Strength means energy. Strength means health. Strength means stability. Strength means steadiness. Strength means vitality. So that word strength, it means all of these things. And if you need any of these things in your life, may I recommend to you El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, Amen. that is going to supply these things in your life. Amen. And is going to give you all the strength, all the power, Jesus. all the might, all the durability, Amen. all the resilience, Amen. all the tenacity, all the energy, all the stability, all the steadiness, all the vitality that you need in your life. Hallelujah! I said, hallelujah. 
God is going to make your life stable. God is going to bring steadiness into your life. By the grace of God, this church is going to be a stable church. It's going to be a strong church, a powerful church, a mighty church, a church that you can't play around with. You may try hard to bring it down, but it can't come down. Because God himself is the builder of that church. Clap your hands and bless the name of Jesus. And El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, is a strength giver. I ask you to turn to 1 Chronicles 29, 10 to 12. The Bible says, Wherefore, David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. All these are words that are describing strength. And David is explained that these things, they belong to God. In other words, they come from God. He said, oh, for all this, all that is in the heaven, um, excuse me, somebody are disturbing me. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee. And thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Notice that last part. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. In other words, God is a strength giver. You can have that revelation of God in your life. As the Shepherd's Fold Restoration family, we need to have that revelation of our God, El Shaddai, that he is the strength giver. He's the one who will make us strong. He's the one who will make us stand. He's the one that will not cause us to waver. He's the one that will not cause us to fall. But he's going to make us strong and steady and stable in the name of Jesus. And I declare to somebody today that God will reveal himself to you as the strength giver. Amen. Wherever in your life you are weak, whatever area of your life you are weak, I see the strength of God coming your way. I receive it. And I see the strength giver revealing himself to you in that particular area of your life. I receive it. Shout, I receive it three times. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. And clap unto the Lord again. Look at Psalms 29 verse 11. Psalms 29 verse 11. It says, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will give what? Strength. strength unto his people. Because he is the strength giver. The all-sufficient God, El Shaddai, the strong-breasted one, is a strength giver. Psalms 29 verse 11. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. Oh, may God give us strength. I said, may God give us strength. Amen. And may God bless us with peace. Amen. You know, one of the ways to ensure that you have peace is to become strong. Yeah. 
That is why in the animal kingdom, certain animals are not easily attacked. But other animals are lunch and dinner for certain predators in the kingdom. And so, we have animals that are described as the big five. The big five. And they are described as such because they are very strong. And because of that, there are certain disturbances that they usually don't encounter. The lion, the elephant, the buffalo, the rhinoceros. The last one, cry wine. Is it tiger or jabba or hippopotamus? Uh, do you know hippopotamus? In Ghana, how do we call them? Hippopotamus. In other places, they call them hippopotamus. Hey! Which one do you like? Hippopotamus or hippopotamus? It sounds very strong. Now, because these animals are very strong, people don't usually mess up with them. And so there's something about being strong that gives you peace. May God give you peace in this life. May God give you peace in your home. Amen. May God give you peace at your workplace. Amen. May God give you peace in your marriage. Amen. May God give you peace in your relationship. Amen. And may God give us peace in this church. Amen. Shall I receive it? I receive it. The third manifestation of the all-sufficient God is as the satisfier. The one who satisfies our souls. Moja desi eshegu o kavare Wamama kuma atomi yep Atomi yep That's the part of the song I like most Wamama suma sebinde Moja desi eshegu o kavare Wamama kuma atomi yep Atomi yep It means that it has fallen into my stomach It's another way of saying that I am satisfied Hallelujah. El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, is the satisfier. Now, to be satisfied means to be fulfilled. It means to have plenty. It means I have more than enough. It means to have in excess. You will no longer experience shortages in your life. Amen. You will always have more than you need. Amen. More than you can handle. Amen. More than you can eat. Amen. More than you can drink. Amen. More than you can wear. Amen. More than you can use. Amen. More than you can spend. Amen. Receive it. I receive it. And the one who is able to do this for you is the all-sufficient God. When he manifests himself in your life as the satisfier. Satisfier. You will eat and eat and eat. And you become tired of eating. Have you eaten before? After I finish eating, you say that, ah. Look, have you ever asked yourself, ah, and then me didi. If you ever ask yourself that question, it means that you didn't eat well. Because if you eat well, it, it will, even if you see the nicest food, the food that you like best, you don't feel for it. Is that not so? 
The fact that sometimes you are not sure whether you've eaten or not is an indication, say, usually, and so on. But that story will change in your life. Look, after this week, the longest period you will use milk for is two days. I know what I'm talking about. Because some of us, when you open the milk, it can go two and a half weeks, three weeks, because you're always measuring. Sometimes when you look at your soakings and you look at your cocoa, you are not even sure whether there is milk inside or not. My friend, if there is milk inside, you will see. A better day, May God make your life searching. Amen. I said, may God make your life searching. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. He is the satisfier. Obema wakuma atawuyem. Wakuma ebetawuyem. Your heart will fall into your stomach. That means that you'll be fully satisfied and content in this life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. Psalms 103, verse 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowned thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfied thy mouth with a day, with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Look, the psalmist here is describing El Shaddai, the all-sufficient God, and all the different things that he provides in our lives out of his sufficiency. He talks about his benefits. He talks about forgiveness. He talks about healing. He talks about redemption. He talks about crowning us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And then it says, Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things? So, El Shaddai is a satisfier. And he will satisfy your mouth with good things. Things. Amen. Yeah, that's El Shaddai, the strong breasted one. Listen, I believe that God will satisfy Shepherd's Fold Restoration family with good things. Amen. Yeah. With good things. He says, he satisfied thy mouth with good things. Literally, he's saying that you will chop better. Amen. You will chop better. You will chop nice things. Amen. Look, my brother, 